Section twenty seven of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tech Savvy. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton section twenty seven seven hundred and fifteenth night to seven hundred and seventeenth night when it was seven hundred and fifteenth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that when ali of egypt put out his hand to the purse the bells and rings jingled and zurek said thy trick hath not deceived me for all thou comest disguised as a groom i knew thee by the grip of thy hand on the dish and the dirhams so saying he threw the lead at him but he avoided it and it fell into the pan full of hot fish and broke it and overturned it fat and all upon the breast and shoulders of the kazi who was passing the oil ran down inside his clothes to his privy pots and he cried out oh my privities what a sad pickle you're in alas unhappy i who hath played me this trick answered the people oh but lord it was some small boy that threw a stone into the pan but for allah's word it had been worse then they turned and seeing the loaf of lead and that it was the rake who had thrown it rose against him and said to him o oh, zurek this is not allowed of allah take down the purse or it shall go ill for thee answered he i will take it down inshallah meanwhile ali returned to the barrack and told his comrades who cried where is the purse all that had passed away and they said thou hast exhausted two-thirds of his cunning then he changed his groom's dress for the garb of a merchant and going out met a snake charmer with a bag of serpents and a wallet containing his kit to whom he said o charmer come and amuse my lads and thou shalt have lodges so he accompanied him to the barrack where he fed him and drugging him with bong doffed him his clothes and put them on then he took the bags and repairing to zurek's shop began to play the reed pipe quote zurek allah provide thee but ali pulled out the serpents and cast them down before him whereat the fish seller who was afraid of snakes fled from them into the inner shop thereupon ali picked up the reptiles and thrusting them back into the bag stretched out his hand and caught hold of the end of the purse the rings rang again and the bells and rattles jangled and zurek cried will thou never cease to play me tricks now thou fearest thyself a serpent charmer so saying he took up a piece of land and hurled it at ali but it missed him and fell on the head of the groom who was passing by following his master a trooper and knocked him down coat the soldier who felled him and the folk said a stone fell from the roof so the soldier passed on and the people seeing the piece of lead went to zurek and cried to him take down the purse and he said inshallah i will take it down this very night 
Elise ceased not to practice upon the rake till he had made seven different attempts, but without taking the purse. Then he returned the snake charmer his clothes and kit, and gave him due benevolence. After which he went back to Zurek's shop and heard him say, If I leave the purse here to-night, he will dig through the shop wall and take it. I will carry it home with me. So he arose and shut the shop. Then he took down the purse, and putting it in his bosom, set out home, till he came near his house, when he saw a wedding in a neighbor's lodging, and said to himself, I will hie home, and give my wife the purse, and don my fine clothes, and return to the marriage. And Ali followed him. Now Zurek had married a black girl, one of the freedwomen of the vizier Zafar and she had borne him a son, whom he had named Abdullah, and he had promised her to spend the money in the purse on the occasion of the boy's circumcision and of his marriage procession. So he went into his house, and as he entered his wife saw that his face was overcast and asked him, What had caused thy sadness? quoth he. Allah had afflicted me this day with a rascal who had made seven attempts to get the purse, but without avail, and quoth she, Give it to me, that I may lay it up against the boy's festival day. Now Ali, who had followed him, lay hidden in the closet, whence he could see and hear all. So he gave her the purse and changed his clothes, saying, Keep the purse safely, O Umm Abdullah, for I am going to the wedding. But she said, Take thy sleep a while. So he lay down and fell asleep. Presently Ali rose, and going on tiptoe to the purse, took it, and went to the house of the wedding, and stood there, looking on at the fun. Now, meanwhile, Zurek dreamt that he saw a bird fly away with the purse, and, awaking in affright, said to his wife, Rise, look for the purse. So she looked, and finding it gone, buffeted her face, and said, Alas, the blackness of thy fortune, oh, um, Abdullah, Ashaka had taken the purse. Code Zurek by Allah, it can be none other than that rascal Ali, who had plagued me all day. He had followed me home and seized the purse, and there is no help but that I go and get it back. Quote she, Except thou bring it, I will lock on thee the door, and leave thee to pass the night in the street. So he went up to the house of the wedding, and seeing Ali looking on, said to himself, this is he who took the purse, but he lodgeth with Ahmed al-Danaf. So he forewent him to the barrack, and climbing up at the back, dropped down into the saloon, where he found everyone asleep. Presently there came a rap at the door, and Zurek asked, Who is there? Ali of Cairo, answered the knocker, and Zurek said, Hast thou brought the purse? So Ali thought it was Hassan Shuman, and replied, I have brought it. Open the door. Quoth Zurek, 
impossible that i open to thee till i see the purse for thy chief and i have laid a wager about it said ali put out thy hand so he put out his hand through the hole in the side door and ali laid the purse in it whereupon zurayk took it and going forth as he had come in returned to the wedding ali stood for a long while at the door but none opened to him and at last he gave a thundering knock that awoke all the men and he said that is ali of cairo's peculiar rap so the hall-keeper opened to him and hassan shuman said to him hast thou brought the purse replied ali enough of jesting o shuman didst thou not swear that thou wouldst not open to me till i showed thee the purse and did i not give it to thee through the hole in the side door and didst thou not say to me i am sworn never to open the door till thou show me the purse quoth hasan by allah twart not i who took it but to rake quoth ali needs must i get it again and repaired to the house of the wedding, where he heard the buffoon say, Bravo, O Abu Abdullah, good luck to thee with thy son, said Ali. My luck is an ascendant, and going to the fishmonger's lodging, climbed over the back wall of the house and found his wife asleep. So he drugged her with bong and clad himself in her clothes. Then he took the child in his arms and went round searching till he found a palm-leaf basket containing buns, which Zurayk of his niggardliness had kept from the greater feast. Presently the fishmonger returned and knocked at the door, whereupon Ali imitated his wife's voice and asked, Who is at the door? Abu Abdullah? Answered Zurayk, and Ali said, I swore that I would not open the door to thee, except thou broughtest back the purse. Quoth the fishmonger, I have brought it, cried all. Hear with it into my hand before I open the door. And Zurich answered, saying, Let down the basket, and take it therein. So sharper Ali let down the basket, and the other put the purse therein, whereupon Ali took it and drugged the child then he aroused the woman and making off by the back way as he had entered returned with the child and the purse and the basket of cakes to the barrack and showed them all to the forty who praised his dexterity thereupon he gave them cakes which they ate and made over the boy to hassan shuman saying this is the rake's child hide it by thee so he hid it and fetching a lamp gave it to the hall-keeper who cooked it whole wrapped in a cloth and laid it out shrouded as it were a dead body meanwhile zurek stood a while waiting at the door then gave a knock like thunder and his wife said to him hast thou brought the purse he replied didst thou not take it up in the basket thou didst let down but now and she rejoined I let no basket down to thee, nor have I set eyes on the purse. Quoth he, By Allah, the sharper had been beforehand with me, and had taken the purse again. 
Then he searched the house, and found the basket of cakes gone, and the child missing, and cried out, saying, Alas, my child! Whereupon the woman beat her breast, and said, I and thee to the wazir, for none had killed my son, save the shopper, and all because of thee, cried the rake. I will answer for him. So he tied the handkerchief of truce about his neck, and going to Ahmed al-Danaf's lodging, knocked at the door. The hall-keeper admitted him, and as he entered, Hassan Shuman asked him, What bringeth thee here? He answered, Do ye intercede with Ali, the Kyrene, to restore me my child, and I will yield to him the purse of gold? Quote Hassan, Allah requireth thee, O Ali, why didst thou not tell me he was his child? Who had befallen him? cried Zurayk, and Hassan replied, We gave him raisins to eat, and he choked and died, and this is he, quoth Zurayk. Alas, my son, what shall I say to his mother? Then he rose, and opening the shroud, saw it was a lamb barbecued, and said, Thou make sport of me, O Ali. Then they gave him the child, and Calamity Ahmed said to him, Thou didst hang up the purse, proclaiming that it should be the property of any sharpener who should be able to take it, and Ali had taken it. So this is the very property of our Kyrene. Zurek answered, I make him a present of it. But Ali said to him, do thou accept it on account of thy niece Zainab? And Zurek replied, I accept it. Then quote the forty, We demand of thee Zainab in marriage for Ali of Cairo. But quote he, I have no control over her, save of kindness. Hassan asked, Dost thou grant our suit? And he answered, Yes. I will grant her in marriage to him, who can avail to her mahar or marriage settlement. And what is her dowry? inquired Hassan, and Zurek replied, She hath sworn that none shall mount her breast, save the man who bringeth her the robe of Kamar, daughter of Azariah the Jew, and the rest of her gear. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say, when it was seven hundred and sixteenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Zurek replied to Shuman, she hath sworn that none shall ride a straddle upon her breast, save the man who bringeth her clothes of Kamar, daughter of Azariah the Jew, and her crown and girdle and pantoufle of gold. Ali cried, if I do not bring her the clothes this very night, I renounce my claim to her, rejoined Zurek. O oh, Ali, thou art a dead man, if thou play any of thy pranks on Kamar. Why so? asked Ali, and the other answered. Her father, Jew Azeria, is a skilful, villy, perfidious magician, who hath the jinn at his service. He owneth without the city a castle, whose walls are a one brick of gold and one of silver, and which is visible to the folk only whilst he is therein. 
where he goes forth it disappeareth he brought his daughter this dress i speak of from an enchanted treasure and every day he layeth in a charger of gold and opening the windows of the palace crieth out where are the shoppers of cairo the prigs of al iraq the master thieves of ajamland whoso prevaileth to take this dress tis his so all the long-fingered ones essayed the adventure but failed to take it and he turned them by his magic into apes and asses but ali said i will assuredly take it and zainab shall be displayed therein so he went to the shop of the jew and found him a man of stern and forbidding aspect seated with scales and stone weights and gold and silver and nests of drawers and so forth before him and a she-mule tethered hard by presently he rose and shutting his shop laid the gold and silver in two purses which he placed in a pair of saddle-bags and set on the she-mule's back then he mounted and rode till he reached the city outskirts followed without his knowledge by ali when he took out some dust from a pocket-purse and muttering over it sprinkled it upon the air no sooner had he done this than sharper ali saw a castle which had not its like and the jew mounted the steps upon his beast which was a subject jinni after which he dismounted and taking the saddle-bags off her back dismissed the she-mule and she vanished then he entered the castle and sat down presently he arose and opening the lattices took a band of gold which he set up in the open window and hanging thereto a golden charger by chains of the same metal laid it in the dress while ali watched him from behind the door and presently he cried out saying where are the sharpers of cairo where are the prigs of all iraq the master thieves of ajumland whoso can take this dress by his sleigh this is then he pronounced certain magical words and a tray of food spread itself before him he ate and conjured a second time whereupon the tray disappeared and yet a third time when a table of wine was placed between his hands and he drank quote ali i know not how i am to take the dress except if he be drunken then he stole up behind the jew winger and grip but the other turned and conjured saying to his hand hold with the sword whereupon ali's right arm was held and abode halfway in the air handing the hanger he put out his left hand to the weapon but it also stood fixed in the air and so with his right foot leaving him standing on one foot then the jew dispelled the charm from him and ali became as before presently azaria struck a table of sand and found that the thief's name was mercury ali of cairo so he turned to him and said come near who art thou and what do thou hear he replied i am ali of cairo of the band of ahmed al-danaf i sought the hand of zainab daughter of dalila the vili and she demanded thy daughter's dress to her dowry so do thou give it to me and become a muslim and thou wouldst save thy life rejoined the jew after my death many have gone about to steal the dress but fail to take it from me wherefore an thou deign be advised thou wilt be gone and save thyself for they only seek the dress of thee 
that thou may fall into destruction and indeed had i not seen by geomancy that thy fortune overrided my fortunes i had smitten thy neck ali rejoiced to hear that his luck overcame that of the jew and said to him there is no help for it but i must have the dress and thou must become a true believer asked the jew is this thy will and last word and ali answered yes so the jew took a cup and filling it with water conjured over it and said to ali come forth from this shape of man into form of an ass then he sprinkled him with the water and straightway he became a donkey with hoofs and long ears and fell to braying after the manner of asinines the jew drew round him a circle which became a wall over against him and drank on till the morning when he said to ali i will ride thee to-day and give the she-mule a rest so he locked up the dress the charger the rod and the charms in a cupboard and conjured over ali he followed him then he set the saddle-bags on his back and mounting fared forth of the castle whereupon it disappeared from sight and rode into baghdad till he came to his shop where he alighted and emptied the bags of gold and silver into trays before him as for ali he was tied up by the shop door where he stood in his asinine form hearing and understanding all that passed without being able to speak and behold up came a young merchant from whom fortune had played the tyrant and who could find no easier way of earning his livelihood than water carrying so he brought his wife's bracelets to the jew and said to him give me the price of these bracelets that i may buy me an ass asked the jew what wilt thou do with him and the other answered o oh, master i mean to fetch water from the river on his back and earn by living thereby quoth the jew take this ass of mine so he sold him the bracelets and received the ass-shaped ali of cairo in part payment and carried him home quoth ali to himself if the ass-man clap the panel on thee and load thee with water-skins and go with thee half a score journeys a day he will ruin thy health and thou wilt die so when the water-carrier's wife came to bring him his fodder he buttered her with his head and she fell on her back whereupon he sprang on her and spitten her brow with his mouth put out and displayed that which his begetter left him she cried aloud and the neighbors came to her assistance and beat him and raised him off her breast when her husband the intended water-carrier came home she said to him now either divorce me or return the ass to his owner he asked what had happened and she answered this is the devil in the guise of a donkey he sprang upon me and had not the neighbors beaten him off my bosom he had done with me a foul thing so he carried the ass back to the jew who said to him wherefore hast thou brought him back and he replied he did a foul thing with my wife so the jew gave him his money again and went away and azaria said to ali hast thou recourse to knavery unlucky wretch that thou art in order that and shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased saying her say when it was seven hundred and seventeenth night 
she continued. It had reached me, O auspicious king, that when the water carrier brought back the ass, its due owner returned to him the monies, and turning to Ali of Cairo said, Hast thou recourse to knavery, unlucky wretch that thou art, in order that he may return thee to me? But since it pleaseth thee to be an ass, I will make thee a spectacle, and a laughing stock to great and small. Then he mounted him, and rode till he came without the city when he brought out the ashes in powder, and conjuring over it, sprinkled it upon the air, and immediately the castle appeared. He entered, and taking the saddle-bags off the ass's back, set up the rod, and hung it to the charger, wherein were the clothes proclaiming aloud. Where be the clever ones of all quarters who may avail to take this dress? Then he conjured as before, and meat was set before him, and he ate, and then wine he drank after which he took a cup of water, and muttering certain words thereover, sprinkled it on the ass Ali, saying, Quit this form, and return to thy former shape. Ali straightway became a man once more, and Azaria said to him, O Ali, take good advice, and be content with my mischief. Thou hast no call to marry Zainab, nor to take my daughter's dress, for this no easy matter for thee. So leave greed, and twill be better for thee. Else will I turn thee into a bear, or an ape, or set on thee an infrit, who will cast thee behind the mountain calf. He replied, I have engaged to take the dress, and needs must I have it, and thou must islamicize, or I will slay thee. Rejoined the Jew, O Ali, Thou art like a walnut. Unless it be broken, it cannot be eaten. Then he took a cup of water, and conjuring over it, sprinkled Ali with somewhat thereof, saying, Take thy shape of bear. Whereupon he instantly became a bear, and the Jew put a collar about his neck, muzzled him, and chained him to a picket of iron. Then he sat down and ate, and drank, now and then throwing him a morsel of his oats and emptying the dregs of the cup over him till the morning when he rose and laid by the tray and dress and conjured over the bear which followed him to the shop there the jew sat down and and emptied the gold and silver into the trays before ali after binding him by the chain and the bear there abode seeing and comprehending but not able to speak Presently up came a man and a merchant, who accosted the Jew, and said to him, O master, wilt thou sell me yonder bear? I have a wife, who is my cousin, and is sick, and they have prescribed for her to eat bear's flesh, and anoint herself with bear's grease. At this the Jew rejoiced, and said to himself, I will sell him to this merchant, so he slaughter him, and we be at peace from him. And Ali also said in his mind, By Allah, this fellow meaneth to slaughter, but deliverance is with the Almighty. Then said the Jew, He is a present from me thee. So the merchant took him and carried him into the butcher, to whom he said, Bring thy tools and company me. The butcher took his knives and followed the merchant to his house, where he bound the beast and fell to sharpening his blade. But when he went up to him to slaughter him, the bear escaped from his hands, and rising into the air disappeared from sight between heaven and earth. 
nor did he cease flying till he alighted at the jew's castle now the reason thereof was on this wise when the jew returned home his daughter questioned him of ali and he told her what had happened whereupon she said summon a jenny and ask him of the youth whether he be indeed mercury ali or another who seeketh to put a cheat on thee so azaria called the jinni by conjurations and questioned him of ali and he replied this is ali of cairo himself the butcher had pinioned him and whetted his knife to slaughter him quoth the jew go snatch him and bring him hither ere the butcher cut his throat so the jinni flew off and snatching ali out of the butcher's hands bore him to the palace and set him down before the jew they took a cup of water and conjuring over it sprinkled him therewith saying return on thine own shape and he straightway became a man again as before the jew's daughter kamar seeing him to be a handsome young man fell in love with him and he fell in love with her and she said to him o unlucky one why dost thou go about to take my dress and forcing my father to deal thus with thee quoth he i have engaged to get it for zainab and the coney-catcher that i may wed her therewith and she said others then thou have played pranks with my father to get my dress but could not win to it presently adding so put away this thought from thee but he answered needs must i have it and thy father must become a muslim else i will slay him and then said the jew see o my daughter how this unlucky fellow seeketh his own destruction adding now i will turn thee into a dog so he took a cup graven with characters and full of water and conjuring over it sprinkled some of it upon ali saying take thou form of dog whereupon he straightway became a dog and the jew and his daughters drank together till the morning when the father laid out the dress and charger and mounted his mule then he conjured over the dog which followed him as he rode towards the town and all dogs barked at ali as he passed till he came to the shop of a broker a seller of the second-hand goods who rose and drove away the dogs and ali lay down before him the jew turned and looked for him but finding him not passed onwards Presently the broker shut up his shop and went home, followed by the dog, which, when his daughter saw enter the house, she veiled her face and said, O oh, my papa, dost thou bring a strange man into me? He replied, O oh, my daughter, this is a dog. Quoth she, Not so, this Ali the Cairene, whom the Jew Zaria had enchanted. And she turned to the dog and said to him, art now ali of cairo and he signed to her with his head yes when her father asked her why did the jew enchant him and she answered because of his daughter kumar's dress but i can release him said the broker and thou canst indeed do him this good office now is the time and she if he will marry me i will release him and he signed to her with his head 
Yes. So she took a cup of water, graven with certain signs, and conjuring over it, was about to sprinkle Ali therewith. When, lo and behold, she heard a great cry, and the cup fell from her hand. She turned and found that it was her father's handmaid who had cried out, and she said to her, O oh, my mistress, it's thus thou keepest the covenant between me and thee. None taught thee this art save I, and thou didst agree with me that thou wouldst do not without consulting me, and that whoso married thee should marry me also, and that one night should be mine, and one night thine. And the broker's daughter said, "'Tis well. When the broker heard the maid's words, he asked his daughter, Who taught the maid? And she answered, Oh, my papa, inquire of herself. So he put the question, and she replied, Know, O oh my lord, that when I was with Azaria the Jew, I used to spy upon him and listen to him, when he performed his grammar, and when he went forth to his shop, in Baghdad I opened his books and read in them till I became skilled in the Kabbalah science. One day he was warm with wine and would have me lie with him. I objected, saying, I may not grant thee this except thou become a Muslim. He refused, and I said to him, Now for the Sultan's market. So he sold me to thee, and I taught my young mistress, making it a condition with her that she should do not without my counsel, and that whoso might wed her should wed me also, one night for me and one night for her. Then she took a cup of water, and conjuring over it, sprinkled the dog therewith, saying, Return thou to form of a man. And he straight away was restored to his former shape, whereupon the broker saluted him with the salam, and asked him the reason for his enchantment. So Ali told him all that had passed, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 27 Recording by Tech Savvy www.techsavvy.wordpress.com